0: Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. I'm Mohammed Jamjoum. Much of the world is free of polio, except for Afghanistan and Pakistan. For years, the Taliban made it difficult for health workers to vaccinate children in Afghanistan, but now it's allowing a mass immunization campaign to go ahead. So, why the change of heart? And can the disease finally be eradicated? All right, let's bring in our guests. In Kabul, Dr. Naik Shah motman coordinator of Afghanistan's National Emergency Operations Center for the Eradication of Polio. In Peshawar, Dr. Nadim John, a public health doctor recognized for his work on Pakistan's polio eradication program, and also in Kabul, Lutfullah Lutf, political analyst and researcher. A warm welcome to you all, and thanks for joining us today on Inside Story. Dr. Motman, let me start with you today. How difficult will it be to carry out this inoculation campaign? And how will the Taliban ensure the safety of the health workers?
1: So I think there is no problem in front of this campaign. We have started these campaigns by permission of our elder, Abu, uh, uh, Abu, Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. So there is no challenge now. Before, there were a lot of challenges, a lot of hurdles. There was war, There was intranqu- there was, Mm, not fees, there was uh, a lot of problem. But now, fortunately, there is no problem for
0: us. Lutfullah, let me ask you, Afghanistan and Pakistan are the only two countries in the world where polio remains endemic. How much of a threat is that to the population of both countries?
2: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, uh, it is uh, a greater uh, threat for, uh, for Afghanistan and Pakistan then perceived uh, internationally. Uh, Afghanistan uh, could again uh, can become the epicenter of uh, polio disease, if not tackled and, and addressed uh, professionally uh, and urgently. Because um, if you see that the risk is that uh, if we could not fully eradicate polio from Afghanistan and Pakistan, in the next 10 years, uh, every year, 200,000 cases it would be would re-emerge. So it could also turn into a global issue. Uh, we must not specify it only to Afghanistan and Pakistan. Therefore, I think it is the, uh, the moral imperative and the responsibility of uh, health organizations, uh, donor agencies, uh, countries, volunteers, and health workers to stay vigilant until the uh, uh, disease is eradicated
0: and every single child in Afghanistan and Pakistan is immunized. Dr. John, um, this inoculation campaign that started, how important, how significant a milestone is it? Oh Well, Mohammed. honestly, the
3: whole world has zoomed its focus on this Afghanistan campaign. And I wouldn't be wrong in saying that this is the only campaign that has attracted the world attention in the three decades history of polio eradication for obvious reasons. So all hopes are on Afghanistan uh, government and Afghanistan stakeholders and Afghanistan workers, how they carry out this vaccination campaign. Uh, Since for the last three years, Afghanistan hasn't been successful with a thorough door-to-door vaccination campaign. And it will be the first time that a thorough door-to-door vaccination campaign will be carried out in each nook and corner of Afghanistan, vaccinating 3.3 million children. So uh, all... Hopes We are very much optimistic, though there is some caveat, as was explained earlier, that uh, the security uh, uh, threats would be there, but that can be managed if there is a thorough planning and uh, uh, integration of the whole nation approach towards uh, this vaccination campaign. So we look forward to a quality vaccination campaign. Subsequently, also in December, there will be a campaign uh, that's synchronous with the Pakistan campaign. So uh, the, the two uh, uh, endemic countries, that's Pakistan and Afghanistan. If they jointly work together, I think this menace can be as easily eradicated as possible. And hopefully, inshallah, in the next year, uh, if this same zeal and enthusiasm and the coordination continue, the, uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan will be polio free.
0: Dr. Moutman, we were just talking about the fact that uh, polio is only an endemic in Afghanistan and Pakistan. Those are the only two countries in the world right now where it remains. Um, from your vantage point, how big of a threat is polio to the population in Afghanistan?
1: Yes, of course, you are right. Uh, it is a threat for the whole nation, not only for Afghanistan, but, but for the rest of the world. Uh, restarting a polio vaccination will will prevent a major resurgence a polio outbreak within the country and uh, ensure there is no international spread from Afghanistan to other countries. So this is a very high time uh, that we have uh, control in all parts of the country and we have access to every province, every district and we have a good uh, uh, plan for that. and we are going, we we are very decisive to eradicate this uh, crippling disease from afghanistan not only from afghanistan but from all over the world uh, like a smallpox to be eradicated
0: Lutfullah, this really does mark a significant about face from the taliban's position during their years of fighting against the western backed government right i mean the fact that this campaign is being allowed to happen that is you know a, a very big change correct
2: of course, this is a very big change. And at the same time, this is a very big opportunity for the Taliban to re-engage with the uh, international community, with the donor agencies, with health organizations. Uh, number one, to maintain the already fragile health system, which is ha- hit hard by the, the COVID-19, and other problems, the lack of funding, the, and, and deficits in, in a lot of critical areas. But this uh, demonstrates a significant change in the uh, behavior of the Taliban, particularly with regard to polio. Last week, with the UNICEF and with the WHO, they, uh, uh, they made a commitment that uh, the polio vaccination will resume house-to-house house to, house to house in Afghanistan, which is a good thing. Uh, and, and, and also, uh, one of my colleague or friends raised the issue of security. I think security was also a fundamental uh, issue and problem for for, for the uh, campaign of polio vaccination in Afghanistan. Now that there is security, at least for now, so it would be a lot easier for the Taliban and for the uh, health organizations to carry out this campaign across Afghanistan. Uh, And and last week also the the Taliban, they have committed that they will be assuring the safety and security of the frontline health workers in Afghanistan, which is a good thing, and I think which is, uh, is an essential prerequisite for the successful implementation of polio campaign across Afghanistan.
0: Dr. John, I myself have reported numerous times over the years from the sites of inoculation campaigns in different parts of the world. I know that it's one thing to announce that there will be a campaign, but then there are also the logistics of mounting such an operation, and they can sometimes be quite challenging. So I want to ask you, from your vantage point, what are some of the biggest challenges for the frontline workers in this particular effort?
3: Yes, Mohammed. one, we discussed that security and and the government and the stakeholder need to develop a, a meticulous security plan. And uh, they need to integrate the whole security apparatus and, and the communities into it so that no mishap uh, is encountered there. The second challenge is, of course, the logistics one. That's um, the Afghanistan, terrain is, is, is hard, it's mountainous, and also uh, the, the weather harshness has started. So, uh, that need to be taken care of, and uh, logistics can be pre pooled uh, before the campaign into those areas uh, uh, which are hard to reach. So, that's another one. Then uh, above all these uh, logistics and and security is the motivation of the workers. that need to be augmented, maintained and uh, uh, incentivized because uh, working in Afghanistan in in this kind of uh, situation, it's not a small task. I think uh, it requires uh, a brave heart to go door to door and uh, and vaccinate children where there is uh, uh, ample threat of the security. So uh, that, that motivation has to be maintained. And uh, they should be duly supported by, uh, by the government, by uh, the security apparatus, and also by the communities. Uh, in addition to that, I'll say that um, what we did in Pakistan, uh, we embarked upon a uh, perception management strategy so that we can uh, take on board the whole uh, spectrum of the society along with the vaccinators by winning their hearts and minds and convincing. And removing their all apprehensions. So uh, I think the same approach can be implemented before launching the campaign in the in the communities. And for that, a risk mapping can be conducted by the, by the programs uh, where there is a high risk, then uh, strategies should be accordingly tailor-made so that uh, the, the resistance can be won over if there is any. Uh, then lower risk and then no risk areas. Similarly, from the pers- uh, from the security point of view, the same uh, risk mapping and uh, risk management strategies should be implemented. That's uh, uh, that's part and parcel of uh, any mass vaccination campaign, and there is ample learning uh, for the world uh, 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 in the Pakistan polio program. We encountered similar problems uh, in the ex-fighter areas where there was a ban on vaccination for, for mm. two to three years, and three three million children were deprived of vaccination. But then finally, uh, uh, thanks to the civil military leadership of the uh, Pakistan. We joined hands together, and uh, they they designed a strategy, and then. Uh Uh, The the vaccination was carried out uh, in all uh, parts and and nook and corner of Pakistan, including the the FATA area. By the way, Mm -hmm. FATA was the first to stop uh, polio virus vaccination back in 2016, 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is a success story. And I think that uh, there is already a coordination forum with Afghanistan. So uh, this this cross-border coordination forum can work together and the learning Mm -hmm. can be uh, uh, shared with each other. Um, so we are optimistic, uh, hopefully, mm. that uh, all these challenges will be encountered amicably. Uh,
0: Dr. Muntman, um, the international community has frozen a lot of Afghanistan's assets. Uh, do you believe that you are going to be able to get the kind of technical support and resources you need in order to carry out more of these campaigns? And also, it's estimated that the target population for this campaign is around 10 million children. Is that achievable right now? Yes, uh, it is a, it's
1: look that uh, in future it will be a, uh, like a challenge, but now up to uh, January 2022, we are able to carry out this campaign as we have resource for that in future if they are not impartial uh, health is uh, a part of um, politician so then uh, definitely we will face problem in future but we hope that uh, health is uh, the right of everyone it should be impartial and non-political so then there will be no problem Uh, definitely we need uh, financial and technical support of uh, donors and uh, uh, international uh, donors like uh, WHO, UNICEF, GPI groups, and others. So, uh, now there is no problem if they are going to 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 impose sanction on health system. Then there will be uh, definitely a lot of problem.
0: Uh, um if this four-day campaign goes smoothly, do you think? these types of programs will be expanded. I mean, do you see this as a hopeful sign that there will be more of this going forward?
2: Yes, uh, we are hopeful that uh, more of this uh, have to come to Afghanistan to tackle different uh, and difficult problems uh, in Afghanistan, particularly the, the, the health problems. But uh, I would hear at one point that uh, there was a lot of capacity built over the years in the Ministry of Public Health so I think what the, the in order for those combines to be successful, what the Taliban needs to do is to recall the the human capital and the people who are uh, like who develop their expertise in the uh, public health sphere. Uh, a lot of them are now like laid off, and 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 the, the sooner is the better for the Taliban to recall them back to their duties, in order to help them to support them uh, in a professional and technical way, uh, in order for those
0: problems uh, to be solved and for those combines to be successful across Afghanistan. Dr. John, we were talking before about some of the difficulties, the challenges in mounting this kind of an operation, whether they are security uh, concerned or whether they are logistical. I want to ask you specifically about vaccine hesitancy. And the reason I'm asking about this is because, of course, the CIA had used a fake vaccination campaign in their efforts to find Osama bin Laden in Pakistan in 2011. How much vaccine hesitancy is there in Pakistan as a result of that? Does that still remain? Is there still any kind of lingering fear that vaccinators are spies?
3: First of all, uh, I would like to uh, dispel the impression that the, 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 the witch hunt for OBL was uh, related to polio vaccination that was affect fake hepatitis campaign. Uh, so that's one. And then of course that created uh, a, a great degree of hesitancy uh, in the mind, especially in those areas uh, where there is uh, uh, already uh, illiteracy uh, very high, and and there are conspiracy theories running around, and uh, the the government rate and the government uh, credibility was was not that strong, so it created uh, uh, hesitancy. But coupled by uh, by a grave a global wave of anti-vaxxer campaigns. It, uh, you might be aware that the anti-vaxxers in, in US US, in, in, in UK, in Belgium, uh, everywhere, they, uh, there was an anti-vaxxer campaign for, against vaccination, especially the measles, because these countries are polio-free, uh, but they showed their resistance to vaccination uh, uh, by, by resisting the children to vaccinate against measles. And, and similarly, uh, in other uh, antigens vaccination uh, we witnessed uh, resistance from uh, uh, many countries and that has been documented so there is a global wave of uh, skepticism around vaccination uh, but um, zooming in on and uh, pakistan context pakistan made a significant progress by uh, launching these community based vaccinators in their territories so they are from those areas they are skilled in vaccination, but they are also trained in communication and addressing any apprehensions and talking directly to the communities and to the parents, reaching out to them. Uh, so they've got a, a degree of trust and confidence in those communities and uh, the apprehensions has gradually uh, subsided. But uh, still, uh, yes, in the, the previous campaigns, there there was refusals for, for other reasons like uh, the repeated campaign th- uh, phenomena. Then the, the vaccination fatigue and, uh, of course, the, these uh, uh, dogmas like uh, vaccination creates uh, a sterility which has been uh, dispelled uh, to a greater degree. But still it uh, it exists in pockets, but there is ample uh, commitments, and mm-hmm. there is um, a strategy for that. It's called perception management strategy that has been implemented and it has worked out to a greater degree.
0: Dr. Multman, um, in the past, there have been members of the Taliban um, who spoke out against vaccines. Uh, they were suspicious of polio vaccines specifically, um, and some suggested they were part of a Western plot. Is that something right now that's going to make it more difficult to ensure that people get vaccinated? Will people be more skeptical uh, because the Taliban has essentially changed its minds now about polio vaccines?
1: yes there is uh, right now there is no one uh, that we come across that they are skeptical or they are uh, against the polio vaccination in from the top to bottom uh, Afgh- uh, uh, afghanistan islamic emirates uh, pro vaccine so we have started this campaign to be mass to mass um, by the permission of our elders and we are going to to reach this polio vaccine to every child in every corner of the country. And uh, right now uh, I haven't met someone that he is against
0: this polio uh, combine or vaccine. Lutzfulla, how how big is an obstacle fr- from your point of view, how big of an obstacle is misinformation when it comes to vaccinations being carried out in Afghanistan?
2: well afghanistan is uh, a peculiar society uh, there is the uh, the illiteracy if you see it is prevailing prevalent across the country the 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 uh, the polio campaign was not communicated in the right way to to the people in afghanistan uh, there was the issue of awareness uh, and and of course the 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 issue of misinformation is a significant challenge right now so far it is a significant challenge in to say that the uh, in the past for example taliban opposed the the campaigns of 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 polio vaccination in afghanistan this is adding into the 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 problem and complexity of uh, um, implementing implementing the the polio vaccination campaign in afghanistan but what we need to do right now is the taliban need to, need to do right now is to uh to address this issue to communicate it in the right way for example the the, the religious class uh can can play a bigger role uh, compared to other to other parties or to other parts they can convince easily convince the people uh, of afghanistan who are for example going to mosque the school teachers the, the in the education sector they can play their role uh, and, and if there there need to be a, a, a strategy as my uh, friend from pakistan has mentioned uh, mentioned for example the perception management strategy first of all we need to build a perception towards the uh, the 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 benefits of polio vaccination and its eradication and then we need to manage that perception. So that way, I think we we can be successful in, 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 in overcoming this challenge in Afghanistan.
0: Mm. Uh, Dr. John, when it comes to the international community, how much of a test is this campaign going to be?
3: For me, it's a, uh, a paradigm shift in the uh, Afghanistan uh, polio history. Because uh, if you go back to history, one year back, it was the areas under the influence of these Taliban, which resisted polio vaccination campaign. Now, this regime, which is a Taliban regime, is for the vaccination campaign. So already the shift has taken place. Already we are on a winning streak. So now we need to build on that. And that's how the communities can be won over. uh, If the leadership is there, and if there is uh, unanimous of thoughts, like we did in Pakistan, all religious sects issued fatwas in favor of the vaccination, and they considered halal or rather a kind of or religious obligation to, to vaccinate their children. So all religious school of thoughts were unanimous on allowing the vaccinators to vaccinate children in any areas. The same can be applied in, in uh, Afghanistan as well, and they uh, I think they can uh, win over if there is a uh, centralized government mm-hmm. they have a mandate and they can deal, deal mm-hmm. with the communities and international community of course is uh, looking very very uh, optimistically mm-hmm. towards uh, this uh, and the fingers are crossed, we look forward to them. We are super stoked that uh, the, this campaign uh, goes successful and uh, the children are vaccinated and we don't see any untoward incident mm-hmm. and there is no resistance. So it will build on. Uh, if one time this campaign is successful, then uh, there will be a build on. It to be used as a launching pad for successful campaigns. Mm.
0: All right, well, we have run out of time, so we're going to have to leave the conversation there. Thank you so much to all of our guests, Dr. Naik, Wali Shah, Mu'min, Lutfullah Lutf, and Dr. Nadeem John. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Calvin Ng, Maha Barada, Abdurrahman Warsame, and Paul Taylor. Studio sound was by Aston Goodison. The program was edited by Anna Savic, Lynn Nguyen, and Joe DeFries. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Tuesday.